2: for an appointment or NewBridgeHealth.org. Curtis Lewa! Curtis Lewa! Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and read, featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about- now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Reed.
3: Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more. What you say? Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more. Oh woman, oh woman, don't treat me so mean. You're the meanest old woman that I've ever seen. I guess if you say so
0: i Wow. Reed Charles Classic. Justin Alec, Wrong Way, Lurifino. This could have been the theme this morning. Had Sid Rosenberg had any idea of the political atomic bomb that Congressman Peter King was going to drop on his show, Sid Rosenberg and Friends? Uh, again, I can't repeat it enough. In 35 years of broadcasting, longer than anyone else here at WABC, I don't in any way, shape, or form can ever remember a time in which a bombshell announcement like this was relegated to uh, talk radio. Uh, talk TV, yes, you know, front page, uh, the mornings, New York Times, the old great lady, no, no. This shows you the power of WABC that Peter King was like the Turk. Remember the Turk when the Jets used to play their uh, uh, training uh, season games uh, at Hofstra before the start of the season? Remember how all of a sudden the Turk would come around and collect your playbook and you knew that's it, the coach wants to see you? Today, Peter King played the role of the Turk in football and basically told Sapra the New York State GOP-chosen candidate for U.S. Senate to run against Gillibrand, the sitting U.S. Senator, that he was picking up his playbook, telling him, coming to get your playbook out there in Long Island, and you can come talk to Chairman Cairo, but you're out. You're out on your toches." Peter King's final message
2: to Mike And hey Mike, for your own good and for the good of the party and to make sure, and for the good of New York, And for the good of the presidential race and the congressional races here in New York, it's time to take your candidacy elsewhere.
0: That was incredible. Never before. Again, a tribute to Sid Rosenberg's power, all the listeners he has in the morning, a tribute to the fact that WABC is the number one station by day, coast to coast in the nation, and the number one station at night around the world once it's dusk. But there had to be rationale, right? There had to be a reason given because Cone. just to give you an idea, I was at the Mazi uh, gathering in Nassau County on the night of the election returns against Swazi. And Cone was in the crowd and I approached him and I said, hey, I understand you've been making calls in the last week. You're going to try to uh, run as a Republican nominee against uh, Gillibrand. And he said, wait, you'll see. He was uh, he was busting his buttons and bridges with pride. He uh, already apparently had the anointment of Chairman Cairo of the Nassau County Republicans and Peter King. Peter King said it was one thing, one thing only, that finally caused him to throw him under the
2: bus. I can tell you, finding out that he donated to just James I don't see how Nassau Republicans or others around the state can continue to support him. I think the right thing for him to do would be to uh, withdraw from the race. And if he doesn't, I would ask President Trump to ask him to withdraw. Because right now I can tell you when it comes to November elections, all our efforts in Nassau County, as far as I know, are going to be directed toward reelecting electing uh, Anthony D'Esposito, Andrew Garbarino, and all the state Senate candidates we have.
0: And you know that's still in flux. Uh the Democratic majority in the Assembly and Senate, they want to redraw the congressional lines uh, and make it gerrymandered so that no Republican can ever win again. So I think Peter King and uh, uh, Chairman Cairo have decided to circle the wagons. It's more important to protect their sitting congressman who won in the Zeldin uh, Red Wave than it is to try to save Sapricone. And then... Uh, Peter King went on to extrapolate the decision that clearly wasn't just made by Peter King or Cairo, but was made by the entire Nassau County GOP, which Saper Cohn was a loyal member
2: of. We can't afford to be spending time supporting someone who actually supported the Attorney General of New York, who was, to me, a completely illegal uh it, uh, unbelievable investigation in, in, into Donald Trump for the sole purpose of driving uh, driving out of New York and driving out, out of business. So, now this is uh, wrong.
0: Now, you know what's interesting about this? Think about this, uh, Justin Alec. This same Peter King, who you book on a regular basis as a guest on the Sid Rosenberg Show, in the aftermath of Mozzie's loss to Swazi, just went off. On Donald Trump, I mean, these last two cuts, he basically was bucking and bowing and taking a knee in front of Trump. Am I right or wrong? Something he refused to do. Uh, In fact, two days after Mazzee lost to Swazi, Peter King launched an all-out blitzkrieg against, obviously, the guy who's going to be running as a Republican nominee, former president of the United States, Donald Trump.
2: And I'll tell you what I did say, critical of Donald Trump, is what he said after the election. When he took that cheap shot at Mazie Phillips, called a, a foolish woman, where was he during the campaign? Did he throw any money into it? No. And for him to say that if, if she had endorsed him publicly, she would have won. Donald Trump has the worst record of any president, any Republican president, as far as candidates. In 2018, we lost the House by more votes than any time in the last 50 years. That was the first two years of Donald Trump's administration. In twenty twenty we lost the Senate because of his a political malpractice going into Georgia. So for him to say that somehow she should have wrapped herself around Donald Trump and it would have won the election, she did better in that district than he did.
0: What a turnaround. You notice, know Justin? You notice know wrong way, Lou Rafino? I think there has been rapprochement.
2: Remember
0: Peter King was the big Trumper the first time around in twenty sixteen. Big. I got to believe things are coming full circle. I, I must believe that with the influence of Andrew Giuliani, who sometimes has the ear of Donald Trump, that Donald Trump interjected himself in this run. He was pissed off that Mozzie was the candidate and obviously uh, did not defend him by saying, hey, nobody is above the law in that debate with Swazi. And I think this time he decided to preemptively jump in with Sapraconi. And I think his consigliere on this, uh, Justin Ellick, our own Andrew Giuliani. But now, what does this do? A little, uh, political inside baseball. The New York State GOP just had its convention and gave Sapraconi their nod to run for the U.S. Senate seat against uh, Gillibrand by about eight. About a good 88% of the vote of the delegates up in Binghamton, slam dunk. Can the New York State GOP now go back and choose another candidate? I don't think so. Maybe it's in their bylaws. Then at the top of every petition, and petitioning, uh, pretty much starts on the first, uh, people are picking up their petitions today to start getting the required signatures to qualify for state assembly. For state Senate, there is a committee for vacancies right at the top, and it will have the names of people who in the advent that you get injured, you're sick, or you don't want to run or whatever, can then choose another candidate to replace you. This has been done before, rarely, but it's always there as a throwback. No petitions have been uh, gathered yet. I mean, no signatures. So I don't even know if that applies, but maybe it does. Maybe there are nuances in the law. There is a committee for vacancies. I'm sure Peter King's name is on there. Maybe Chairman Cairo, maybe Congressman D'Esposito. I don't know uh, because the petitions were never circulated for Sapraconi, But he probably has petitions now, I would think. Well, wow, the plot thickens here. So now we have the two challenges. Josh Eisen, who has been in this about nine months, uh, he's got the most money, Josh Eisen. He has funded the GOP for years, uh, and he has traveled the state. He has gone to uh, probably about half the counties personally to speak to the county committees, the county chairman, to get them on board. He got 8% of the delegates to last Thursday's uh state convention of the GOP in Binghamton. So he's been at it the longest. Now, the one who jumped in in the last week, and I had seen her and her handler, John Tobacco, at that same gathering for Mozzie when the vote came in, and she graciously spoke to all of her volunteers and the Nassau County GOP, and then everybody went the same way, Carrie Castronova, who... In the Zeldin election cycle, ran for an assembly seat out in Nashville County, got 42% of the vote against a sitting Democrat. That's pretty damn good. As she's a fighter, a boxer, best known for defending the inmates who have been incarcerated for January 6th. She's got a lot of fire and brimstone, a professional boxer, female boxer. And she got about 8% of the delegates up in Bingington. Now... It is interesting that tomorrow the chairman of the Young Republicans, Gavin Wax, is bringing both of these remaining candidates together, both Josh Eisen and Kara uh, over to discuss the migrant issue, which has zoomed to the top of all other issues nationally, regionally, and locally in terms of importance to the voters. Will they agree to agree and disagree? Or will it become a blood fest to knock one another out? Josh Eisen and Kara Kastranova. Stay tuned. This political intrigue, uh, with all the, uh, soap operas and novellas that have taken place in the history of, uh, politics, I don't think has ever been rivaled. Peter King dropped a political atomic bomb on his candidate, uh, Sapra Not because he got caught in a closet with a young boy. He did not simply because he had made contributions to Democrats. Let me be very clear. Donald Trump, when he was first running for president, had to admit he was making contributions uh, to people on both sides of the line, both Republicans and Democrats. That was well known. Others do likewise. But Peter King says the straw that broke the support from him in Cairo and others for Sapricone to one for the U.S., uh, Senate seat against Gillibrand was his $1,000 contribution to Tish James. You know, Justin Ellick, there's got to be more to this. And who's going to do the deep dive on this? Yours truly, Curtis Lee. I'll have more for you tomorrow at 7.05 with Sid Rosenberg. You can hear me every Monday through Friday as I break news with Sid and friends in the morning.
2: Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Ice, ice, baby. Ice, ice, baby.
1: All right, stop, collaborate, and Listen. listen. I sit back with my brand new adventures. And i To
0: the extreme i a mic Like a up a stage And Like a candle Dance Oh, ice, ice baby Everybody is discovering ice Not ice cube Ice tea Ice tray Vanilla ice Limigra Immigration and Naturalization Service uh, The people who are part of customs Who have been protecting us In the aftermath of 9-11 But have been dissed and dismissed By the Democrats In sanctuary cities And sanctuary states Dissed and dismiss. Remember, it all goes back to 2018. Andrew evilized Cuomo thought he was on the way to the White House. Uh, actually took the bully pulpit at a debate against Molinaro for governor. And just vilified. Ice.
3: New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New
0: York. Eric Adams was on board with that Brooklyn Borough president. Most of the Democrats were on board. Swazi was on board. That was the party line, vilify ICE, even though they were on the case of MS-13 that was spreading death and destruction and mayhem throughout the United States, but especially in the Northeast. Now, all of a sudden, uh, the deathbed conversions are coming in, starting with Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, as he decided to pivot and shift and talk about, oh, we really need to work with ICE after months and months of establishing we are the destination, sanctuary city in the nation For all the illegals,
3: we need to modify the uh, the sanctuary city law. That if you commit a felony, a violent act, we should be able to turn you over to ICE and have you deported. It is a right to live in this city, and you should be you should be not committing crimes in our city for doing so. Right now, we don't have the authority to do so.
0: Well, first off, you never wanted the authority to do so. Number two, how convenient of Eric Adams now to say this when Maduro. The president of Venezuela has banned uh, any flights coming in with deportees. So most of our problems in our area are the Venezuelans. Venezuelans, thugs, gangs. I've been warning about it for over a year. Nobody paid attention. Now we see that they are organized, they're causing chaos, and they've attacked cops twice and gotten away with it. Twice and gotten away with it. It's not as simple as arresting them, charging them. They have to be tried in uh, the U.S. court system. If they're found guilty, they do time, in uh, whether it's a local jail, whether it's a, a prison or a state penitentiary or a federal penitentiary. Uh, it is about, I would say, about 25% of the inmates in the federal uh, detention facilities are illegal aliens, 25%. At that point, upon release, it is incumbent upon the institution that has incarcerated the illegal to contact ICE, and then ICE delivers a detainer. They take them either to Vesey Street downtown or to Elizabeth in New Jersey, and they prepare them for deportation. Right now, all these Venezuelan thugs cannot be deported because their country of origin will not take them, and nobody else will take them. So guess what? They're stuck here forever eric adams made them our problem by inviting them here and now they're going to be stuck here forever and ever and they're going to become predicate offenders because they're going to learn the american way in new york city especially in manhattan the island of alvin bragg where if you stand your ground he prosecutes you but if you commit crime he turns you loose that you can commit these crimes over and over and over, and there are absolutely no consequences. So don't get faked out by Eric Adams because he loves to play good cop, bad cop. In fact, Justin Alec, remember, at Canarsie High School in the gymnasium, a question was about all the fare evasion. You go to the last stop, Rockaway Parkway, on the L train, 105th Street, and the people there were saying, hey, nobody seems to pay their fare. So, listen, not a bad cop, Eric Adams, answer that question?
3: I think we made a big mistake when we stopped prosecuting fair evasions. That sent the wrong message. That sent the wrong message. You know, all we could do is enforce. The prosecutors must make the determination if they're going to prosecute the cases. And if you can't afford to pay your, uh, your fair evasions, there's a method of going and speaking to the to the token booth clerk so that you you're able to get on. There, so there are methods to do so, but I think we created a culture where people just don't believe that they should pay their fare.
0: No, number one, Eric Adams said it's not true. You can't negotiate your way on through a token booth clerk. But anyway, it sounded good, right? Uh, Justin Ellick sounded tough, but then he defers to Kaz Dowtry who is the chief of staff to the chief of the department, Jeffrey Madry, who's been missing in action. We haven't seen that guy. Uh, Did he go into the witness protection program? Can anybody tell us where Jeffrey Madry is? The chief of the department? Anyway, uh, chief of the department, Jeffrey Madry, had trained this young man, Kaz Daughtry, at a young age, and he rose up through the ranks. I think he was the driver And now he's basically like the alter ego spokesperson for Eric Adams. So whereas Eric Adams was the bad cop on the fair evasion, listen to Kaz Doutry. And, in fact, it was Eric Adams who points to Kaz in the crowd and says, isn't that right, Kaz?
2: And and we do know about the fair evasion. Fair evasion arrests are up. But think about this. When people hop the turnstile, we just don't want to arrest them and... Taking to jail for hopping the turnstile. We want to know why they hopped the turnstile. Do they need money? Do they need food? We want to know a little more about them.
0: What are you, a freaking social worker? What do you mean go to jail? Who the hell goes to jail for fair evasion? They write you up a ticket. Can, can, can I hear that truncated part again? Cash Doughtry, right? NYPD. It's suddenly decided that the role of the NYPD with fare evaders is to be a social worker and find out how come you didn't
2: pay your fare. But think about this. When people hop the turnstile, we just don't want to arrest them and take them to jail for hopping the turnstile. We want to know why they hop the turnstile. Do they need money? Do they need food? We want to know a little more about them.
0: So let me get, let me get this straight, Judson Alec. What happens if the guy tells the cops I have no money, I have no food. Did they go down to a bodega and get him food and take money out of their pockets to the cops? Are they freaking social workers? What is this? This is nuts. You see, this is typical Eric Adams. Uh, bad cop, good cop. They play it with the public all the time. They play you like a yo-yo. And then listen to Adams talking about why these illegal aliens are committing crimes who reside in these big tents boo I really, oh,
3: I I feel their pain. That is inhumane. All day, we have men that must sit around all day and can't work. It's amazing how calm they have been because the overwhelming number of them want to just work and participate in the American dream. Does this guy go
0: to these encampments? I certainly have. Randall's Island, every other day, wrong way, Lou Rafino. They're either stabbing one another. The Venezuelans are in charge. You know, they're they're like the house gang. They're attacking cops. Everybody has seen that. They're running all kinds of scams. They're outside. They set up their own tents. They're selling illegal items. They're robbing items from the drop boxes. Uh, Justin Ellick, you know those drop boxes where people will drop clothing? You know, they have them all over the city. They rob them, and then they bring them back, and they lay them out on a table and they sell them pennies to the dollar. He doesn't even know what's going on at these encampments. I, I, can you play that one more time, please? Uh, and another excuse for illegal aliens that we give three squares a day, iPhone, smartphone, health insurance to get free metro cards. They can go anywhere during the day. Uh, they're oftentimes smoking weed and drinking cerveza. They got the motorbikes. They got the uh, they got the <laughs> e-bikes. Where the hell did they get the money for that? Trust me, they ain't just sitting around doing nothing,
3: Eric. That is inhumane. All day, we have men that must sit around all day and can't work. It's amazing how calm they have been because the overwhelming number of them want to just work and participate in the American dream. This guy is delusional.
0: And then in the midst of that town hall meeting in Canarsie, he stopped and had that moment again. You can go to my Facebook post, courtesy with Facebook. You can go to my Twitter. You can go to my Instagram. You can go to my TikTok. And you can see how the mayor, like I've gotten into the head of the mayor. All of a sudden, he's talking about me without mentioning my name.
3: I remember there was a demonstration. Someone had a milk carton saying, where's Eric? Who's, who's with that? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, act like I'm disappearing, you know, l- missing.
0: Well, you were. It was August of 2021. In the summer of the campaign, you versus me, you were out in the Hampstons. uh You were getting wine dined in pocket line by a lot of white money. You love that white money, but when they ain't uh, white and they ain't contributing to you, you know, they're crackers. And I did a video with the brothers in the projects, the Eleanor Roosevelt Housing Projects in Bed-Stuy, where eight had just been shot. I'm here because of the shootings, but have you seen this man here? Right, Eric Adams. Was
2: he here today? No. I didn't see him today. Did you see? Her? Did yeah. you
0: see him here today? Nah, here today? I didn't see him today. No.
2: anybody see him here today? No, I today. I mean, nah. eight people got
3: shot. He right. should have been here today, been right? Yeah. You see him? Nah. Yeah. No. That's that's all yeah. counseling. You, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. this yeah. this man raised yeah. yeah. us. You, know? you see him? Nah, her you yeah. see him now? Yeah. now. I see him. Right. We see you. <laughs> top dog. You know? That's right.
0: Top dog. You top dog. Top dog. Top dog. Top dog. They're referring to me. And then let's just go, if we can, to uh, the Adams cut there where he tops it off and once again reverts to the fact that I was walking around in the projects of Bed-Stuy with his picture on a milk container, and nobody knew who that, who the hell he was.
3: Okay, so whoever put that milk carton up that had me missing, tell them... <laughs> Go
0: ahead, go ahead, okay. Yeah, okay. Eric Adams, in the hood, who's your daddy, Eric? Who's your daddy? Curtis Schlewa is your daddy in the hood.
2: Talking about this is the and Read. Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. And Curtis Lewa. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. Dominic Carter in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios. It's a 77 WABC debate. The melee in the metropolis.
0: Man, that was
2: slamming. I got
0: to tell you, I came back uh on Saturday, and there was a certain point where some of the staff were asking me to be like Arthur McCanty Sr., the great referee for the Ali Frazier fights. Please go in. Looks like they're going to physically go at one another. Dominic Carter on the right. Anthony Weiner on the left. To date without a doubt, the best left versus right. I have to admit it, mine compels in comparison uh, uh, to Dominic uh, being in there against you, Anthony Weiner, including the analytics don't lie. The numbers were higher than they had been for John Katsimatidis, who was in there for four Saturdays, and then Roger Stone for two Saturdays. Uh, More feedback on that one program than I've had on any programs here at WABC.
1: Well, I mean, truth be told, had to let up a little bit when it was John. Roger and I don't really know each other, so a lot of feeling out. But me and Dominic go back years from when he was at New York 1, and I beat him like a rented mule, don't you agree? No. No,
0: I would say a draw. A draw. It was really intense. It was a little tough. It
1: was a little, little chippy in there. I mean, I had, I had to go. My ears were bleeding when I got out of the studio there, I got to admit. But uh come on, man. I, I mean, I hit that guy with so many rights. You did,
0: but he didn't go down. And by the way... He legitimately is a Trumper. A lot of people don't realize he was in the broadcast booth with me at the old WABC. It was right after Trump had announced his candidacy when there were 17 candidates. You know, he came down the escalator at Trump Tower. He went to a rally out in Nassau County. I believe it was at the uh, convention center. He came back, he did the program with me, and he said, Donald Trump is going to become the next president of the United States. Yeah, Dominic
1: called it, no doubt. I said, get out, get the hell out. What are you talking about?
0: Nobody else at WAV? Now everybody, oh, no, I was on the. Remember, Sid was uh, for Hillary at that time. He was a true believer. And in fact, in one of his many books, Donald Trump actually writes about him in his foreword. So he had a lot of interaction with Dominic, both positive and negative, because Dominic was a great reporter. He basically replaced Gabe Pressman. He became the dean of the City Hall Press Corps. But I got to tell you, I want to give both of you credit. You allowed each other to be heard, because it's very easy to start yelling and shouting, and then nobody gets heard. We've seen that here before, WAC election coverage, where they just swarmed you, Anthony. (laughs) But Dominic was respectful, but you hit him, and he hit you right back.
1: I thought it was great radio. Well, we have to see. Now, We both both our camps have an option contract that we can do it again on Saturday. Obviously, John is the decision maker. We're going to have to wait and see. I say if he wants another shot at me, he can totally have it. But I'm going to warn you, I'm going to hit him so hard when he wakes up, his clothes are going to be out of style. I mean, I am not letting up at all on that guy. But you got to
0: admit, coming out of the projects, 138th and 3rd Patterson Projects, Although, obviously, he's, uh, he's cool, calm, and collected now.
1: Man, he's, he's survived in the hood. That's totally true. And in, in all kidding aside, you know, one of the things he was known for at New York One, he would host the mayoral debates. The first debate that I had in 2005, he invented the lightning round. He was the guy that came up. Let's try to have no BS, one word answers that now everyone does. Look, he's, he's a, a tough customer. John and Chad and you, to be honest, have said, let's try to make these more like debates because this is campaign season. That's what we've had. They've been a little chippy, but I, I think people are appreciating it. Well, because it's genuine,
0: you are generally defending the Biden administration. You've been there. Uh You're a true believer. And Dominic Carter is a true believer yep. in Donald Trump. it goes way, 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 way back. So let's not try to artificially invent. You know, obviously, if you or Dominic were not available, you have to go with someone else, a substitute. Why not go with the two best? So I'm throwing my beret into the ring by saying I'll stay out in the bullpen and be the fourth choice, but go with Dominic Carter and uh, Anthony Wiener, Saturday left versus right.